You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. Very big show we have for you today. Lots of videos to show you. Just absolute insanity across the board. We have like 10 videos from Biden, each one more hilariously insane than the last. We'll get to all of those. We're also going to open up the phone lines nice and early today for an open line Friday call extravaganza. So stay tuned. I'll give out the number very shortly. But let's begin today as we do every day with our daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks. Your daily dispatch for Friday, the 25th of March, 2022. From National Pulse, Hunter Biden Biofirm partnered with Ukrainian researchers isolating deadly pathogens using funds from Obama's Defense Department. An investment firm directed by President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was a leading financial backer of a pandemic tracking and response firm that collaborated on identifying and isolating deadly pathogens in Ukrainian laboratories, receiving funds from the Obama administration's Department of Justice. In the process, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, a subsidiary of the Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines funded Rosemont Capital, uh, counted both Biden and Hines as managing director. Hines is the stepson of former U.S. Secretary of State and current climate czar John Kerry. Amongst the companies listed on an archived version of RSTP's portfolio is Meta Biota, an ostensibly San Francisco-based company that purports to detect, track, and analyze emerging infectious diseases. How many companies are there to detect and identify emerging infectious diseases uh, that were caught completely off guard while COVID spread around the world for months and months? Gee, what are you doing? It's your it's your sole purpose in existing, and yet you completely fail in it incredibly. But yes, this is... Uh, really sort of ties it all up together, doesn't it? You've got the son of the sitting president and the stepson of the uh, former presidential candidate and current climate czar slash just billionaire oligarch John Kerry uh, working together and just raising tens of millions of dollars of your tax money uh, and, and squandering it slash using it to develop pathogens in Ukraine. Uh, it's just you ever just wonder what it's like to be one of these people? <laughs> you ever wonder just what it's like just be able to fabricate some fake business out of nowhere and then the government just signed you a check for $30 million and you just uh, are busy like smoking crack and trafficking human beings? It's just these people are horrific and uh, the only reason they're capable of pulling this off is because they have the media in their pocket and they refuse to be investigated or – uh, looked into at all whatsoever, Justice Department, media, or anybody in between. Meanwhile, back on the Ukrainian front, Zelensky calls for more NATO military support, saying we want to survive. Oh, you can survive, Zelensky. You just have to step down. You just have to not continue to fight this uh, pointless war. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Thursday called on NATO to increase military assistance against Russian forces, warning that eastern members of the alliance could be Russia's next target. I don't think so. Yeah, I doubt it. I really don't think so. But uh, again, it's just a couple, you know, tens of thousands of people have to die uh, for this dude to stay president. 
Meanwhile, LAPD warns you that wearing expensive jewelry could make you a target. Los Angeles police are warning people that wearing expensive jewelry in public could make them a target for thieves. A note of caution as robberies are up citywide. The police department's suggestion Tuesday came as robbers smashed the front window of Beverly Hills Jewelry Store in broad daylight and fled with millions of dollars worth of merchandise. Ah, yes. Remember when we used to live in a country? Remember when we used to have some semblance of civilization in this crazy world? No, not anymore. Now, if you don't want to be beaten to death by gangs of roving criminals, you just have to stay inside behind a, a tall gate with barbed wire. And even then, they might break in. And of course, in California, you're not allowed to have a gun. So you're at the mercy of the victor. You're at the mercy of the uh, attackers, who, by the way, will not be punished by. Uh, the district attorney or anybody else in a position of power, they'll be let out. But probably one of these, I would guess at least one of these criminals doing these daring daylight robberies, probably one of the 60,000 violent criminals let out uh, because of COVID. But I- I'm just speculating here. You're tuned in to the American Journal. With your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, finishing up here with our daily dispatch. Biden warns of real food shortage following sanctions on Russia. Saying the price of sanctions is not just imposed on Russia. No, it's being imposed on you too. Yes, we're about, oh, I don't know, six months into the full-fledged Build Back Better program. And already we can't afford fuel. And uh, eating will soon be a privilege uh, only for the rich. President Biden said Thursday that a food shortage is going to be real following the sanctions that were placed on Russia by the U.S. government as a result of Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion on Ukraine, saying, quote, with regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. It's going to be real, Biden said during a press conference at the NATO summit in Brussels, Belgium, following a meeting with other world leaders. The price of sanctions is not just imposed on Russia, he added. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our countries as well and our country as well. But, you know, it's worth it. I think causing massive spikes in the price of regular everyday goods, bankrupting people who are just trying to pay for the gas that they need to get to work and really causing starvation and eventually rationing. I mean, what price isn't worth whatever we're doing in Ukraine, whatever we're fighting for in Ukraine, the values that we're fighting for, the Nazis in Ukraine, the corrupt government in Ukraine that we have to sacrifice everything we own and everything we've built and everything <laughs> we love. Uh, it's all just on the chopping block for President Zelensky's ego and Hunter Biden's uh, freedom. That's that's what we're fighting for here. That's all it is. We need a revolution. Meanwhile, Ginny Thompson, Thomas pressed Trump's chief of staff to overturn 2020 vote text show in the weeks between the 2020 election and the January 6th attack on the Capitol, the burning of the Capitol, the Reichstag fire of the Capitol. Virginia Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, sent a barrage of text messages imploring President Donald J. Trump's chief of staff to take steps to overturn the vote, according to a person with knowledge of the text. And of course, when they say overturn the vote, what they mean is hold to account the uh, fraud that took place uh, in the election. I, I, this is, it's just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to, how to confront these people anymore. Cause it's just, every, 
every word choice of theirs is just dripping in deception and manipulation. Just every single thing they say is just layered – it's just layer upon layer upon layer of uh, misinformation and uh, distraction to overturn the vote according to a person with the knowledge of the text. To overturn the vote. It's not overturning anything if you're saying it's fraudulent. It's not real. It was manipulated. Criminal activity took place. The votes are not legitimate. It's not overturning anything. It's stopping the fraud from taking place. But I don't expect the Democrats to even recognize criminality when they themselves are drowning in their own sin. Vile, hateful scumbags. You know, I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines now. If you want to call into American Journal, the number to dial is one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. That's one eight seven 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 one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Give us a call. We'll be taking your calls throughout all three hours of today's program. Uh, I was having trouble falling asleep last night, and part of it was just all this news, all of this ridiculous bullcrap that we have to deal with day in and day out. And we'll, we'll get into all of it. There's um, just all sorts of corrupt deals going on. Uh, one thing that people figured out was that uh, the Supreme Court Justice nominee, Jackson, uh, was the judge that presided over the Pizzagate case. Remember? Do you remember that Pizzagate case? Remember when that guy, when that random dude wandered into Comet Ping Pong and filed, fired a single bullet that happened to destroy the computer's hard drive <laughs> there. You remember that not totally not suspicious at all, totally normal and believable story that took place uh, back in the day. And then of course uh, it's just somewhat awkward that you have the person presiding over the Pizzagate shooter case. Uh, also it's very lenient on, on pedophiles. That all sort of comes together. You also have uh, the, it's come to fruition now. We, we talked about it a while ago when it was first sort of announced, but the judge who presided over the Epstein case and led off the uh, jail guards who failed to preserve Jeffrey Epstein's life, where they both fell asleep and turned off the cameras by accident in Jeffrey Epstein's cell instead of checking on him while he was uh, on suicide watch. And then they were uh, released and told, you know, you'll have like uh, 24 hours of community service or something minimal, right? And then they you know, probably got checks on the back end uh, for their cooperation. Well, that judge has now been uh, promoted and is now some sort of, uh, you know, high up district judge of some port. So, uh, and what it was reminding me of was really 2016. And I really think if you made it through 2016 without getting red-pilled, you're not going to make it. Like it's hopeless for you. You are just – you should just give up. You should just stop trying to pay attention to things like politics because you don't get it. Do you remember in 2016 how Hillary Clinton took over the DNC because the DNC had been – basically robbed by Obama, and so Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign with funds from foreigners took over the DNC by offering to pay off their debts, and then the DNC screwed over Bernie Sanders, but they were only able to do that because the head of the DNC was Debbie Wasserman Schultz, but she only got that position because the person at the top vacated his spot, and that person happened to be Tim Kaine, the vice presidential nominee of Hillary Clinton. Like, Do you get how any of this works? Do you get how it's just it's just straight-up double dealing it's just corrupt activity behind the scenes that is just flagrant and yet not, nothing comes to 
you know, nothing is done about this. Like, do, did you all watch the DNC in 2016 when Hillary Clinton was giving the speech and she was being drowned out by booze from the crowd, but they'd set up uh, noise machines to pipe in cheering to override the protests of the people there and the people with signs for Bernie Sanders were forcibly removed from the uh, arena. Like, you know, you look, you look back at like, you know, Roman history or something, and some guy gets like beat to death in the forum and, uh, <laughs> and probably pretends like they didn't see anything. You think, how could they have gotten away with this? You know, was it really that corrupt? Was the sickness and the rot really that deep seated? And you just have to look at what happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, the way it's just, you know, you go to Tim Kaine and you go, hey, we, we, uh, we want to do some stuff with the, with the DNC. We want our agent at the top of this, but he's got, he's got the top spot. Why would he give that up? Because they say if you give it up, you'll be the vice president. It's literally – it's as simple as that. Contangi Brown Jackson or whatever her name is. Hey, you just play the game a little bit here. It's no big deal. It's just a good, quick little cover-up that you have to do. It's all perfectly in line. It's perfectly reasonable if we justify it with these legalese and this, these weasel words that we can use to make it seem like what we're doing is not flagrantly uh, corrupt. And then maybe you know, your name will be at the top of the list for uh, – for the Supreme Court in a little bit. Lifelong uh, appointment, guaranteed job security for the rest of your life, raised to the upper echelons of jurisprudence the world over. What's a little, what's a little fudge here or there? What's a little, a little manipulation here or there? It's a small price to pay for this vaunted position we're offering you. It just happens over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, these, these uh, some embarrassing things could be revealed if these uh, guards are allowed to uh, speak on the stand. So why don't you cover it up a little bit? And, you know, there's this new opening in the uh, federal office. Really good pay, you know. You'll you'll get to go on the talk show circuits. You'll probably get to publish a book and make a couple million dollars. And and look, it's just a couple jail guards. And just, just help us with this little thing, and then we'll make the path easy for you into the future. You don't think these conversations happen? You think all this stuff is done on the up and up? You think these people aren't just corrupt and rotten to the core and you think that sickness that evil that vile opportunism that they represent isn't leeching out into their subordinates and into the arms of the presidency basically if you just start in 2015 if you were a objective historian and you just plotted the points from hillary clinton's takeover of the dnc to donald trump and the dossier and where that came from tied in with hillary clinton to the ukrainian impeachment when investigating uh hunter biden and biden like the only conclusion you would come to is that america is taken over by a cabal and a faction of people who despise america care only about themselves and uh, have the media on their side so nobody even knows about it except for us obviously whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy, we will follow the facts wherever they lead. Domestic terrorists. The days of independent media are numbered. The government has made it illegal to oppose them. They are now debanking us behind the scenes. They want to bankrupt us and make us go away quietly. With practically half the population wanting to lock the unvaccinated up in camps, the traitors know they can shut us down by force. But that would accelerate the awakening exponentially. So be it. 
Make them silence us by force. This is the final battle of the information war. Give now. Buy products. Donate. Before everything changes, we need you to carry us through to the end. Victory or death. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars has been completely and totally vindicated, and so have all of our AM and FM stations and our local TV stations across the country. So I want to salute all of those amazing stations and those incredible listeners that have supported us and kept us on the air over the years as we've been demonized and lied about by the globalist-owned and controlled press. It's just come out, as you know, the NIH confirmed that they were ordered by Fauci and others in years past to send hundreds of millions of dollars to the Wuhan lab to create super weaponized viruses, not just gain of function, super weaponized viruses, as you know, that broke two days ago now. And they've only given Fauci and Peter Daszak five days to hand over all the rest of the documents. So this is the rats leaving the sinking ship. This is evil being exposed. And it's just the beginning. This is seismic. It's massive. So keep spreading the word about InfoWars.com and support these local stations. They are so incredibly important and they're saving America. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. Thanks for joining us as we plot the collapse, as we mark the downward slope of just everything, just our country, our way of life, uh, the world itself, the ability to maintain even the most simple of systems, just all falling like chaff before the scythe in front of progressive ideology and Democratic corruption. It's just, it's just absolutely insane. Uh, Biden warning of real food shortages following sanctions on Russia. Yeah, so we just, it's worth the price though. We have to pay the price because otherwise, you know, the, the Eastern Ukrainians uh, who are separatists and don't want to be a part of Ukraine, uh, they're, they're not going to be forced to be part of Ukraine anymore. So, you know, I guess we just have to starve. Like, and who knows what the, downstream effects will the, of this will be right because what happens is uh, when you know the food becomes more expensive people either cut back on the food they're eating or going to get malnutrition or uh, maybe they just go with the cheaper food the more gmo addled food the more unhealthy food you know that's why fat people are or uh, poor people are so fat in america it's because it's it's not because they have a, a surplus of food i mean they do but it's because they eat things like McDonald's and other uh, fast food restaurants that just is incredibly unhealthy for you, but it's the cheapest. It's the only way to really eat well or you know enjoy yourself is go to somewhere like McDonald's, big fat double cheeseburger. Uh, so who knows? You know, it's just it's just our nation, national health. It's just you know a little bit less money. Maybe you have to forego that vacation you were going to go on. Maybe your quality of life just ticks down bit by bit. And each time it ticks down, there's another sort of ripple effect, another wave of negative consequences out there. You know, maybe children won't be able to be sent to the nicer schools. Maybe their future prospects will be truncated just that little bit. Uh, You know, maybe they won't be able to 
you know, go out and experience things that would be formative for them. I mean, it's impossible to tell because we can't see both timelines at the same time. But it's just a quick reminder that all of this is on purpose. All of this is directly consequence of democratic policies. And whether it's, you know, people in L.A. being told not to wear jewelry because you might be mobbed by a gang and beaten uh, while they rob you, you know, it's just uh, it's just everything, it's just everything absolutely collapsing. On every possible uh, level, and uh, of course, it's it's not all Biden's fault, but he's sort of a good archetype for the sickness now metastasizing within the the body of state. So let's go to some videos of uh, President Biden there in Brussels right now, uh, trying just desperately to encourage NATO and to encourage the European allies uh, to get involved in this war in Ukraine. It's so close to being over, right? It's so close to coming to some sort of peaceful resolution. There's rumors flying all around. I wasn't able to verify it, so I don't have a story for you, but uh, the rumors are flying that Biden's actually, you know, but the Biden administration is actually encouraging Zelensky to go to peace talks to try to end this war diplomatically. And just give up the very reasonable things that Russia has been asking for for the last several months. We could have prevented this from the very beginning, but they didn't want to because these wars are very useful to them. And in fact, that's exactly what the headline is from New York Times. In Putin's misbegotten war, NATO sees danger and opportunity. It's sort of revealing, isn't it? NATO sees opportunity in this war. They want the war. They like the war. Everything that they desire is the fruit of human suffering, right? When you have human suffering, then you can impose on them things that they would resist otherwise. So it's all very convenient for them. It's all very useful for them. It's all very, it's, it's all very good opportunity for them to roll out the measures that they wanted to anyway, but couldn't do without the specter of looming war over them. I mean, does that not just like make anybody else sick to their stomach to hear a headline that's just like, in this massive war where thousands of people are dying and bombs are falling on cities, NATO sees an opportunity. We see an opportunity to expand. We see an opportunity to progress our geopolitical machinations at the cost of your life, your, lo- your well-being, and your ability to get food. So let's go to Joe Biden here uh, as he you know, admits what we've been saying all along, uh, but of course now they have – Putin to blame it on. Of course, this has been happening for the last year and a half, and we've been reporting on it, but they think you have the memory of a goldfish, and you're going to blame things that were happening literally a year ago on a war that started one month and one day ago. So let's go to uh, clip number three here, Joe Biden saying food shortages are real. Regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Yeah, you know, we're, just, we're, we're, we're not just punishing Russia. We're punishing our citizens as well. For what? What is the gain here? Like they don't even make the argument. <laughs> they don't even – they don't have to. Their followers are so brainwashed and so stupid that they don't even need to be given a reason to go to war. Like it doesn't matter to them. They're waving their Ukrainian flag. They understand nothing about the conflict. They understand nothing about the history. They think all of this started last month, not eight years ago in 2014 
or 18 years ago in 2004. They know nothing about that. They don't need to. They don't ask questions. There's no like, what's the point of this? What is the ultimate goal here? Is there any diplomatic solution? It's just like, shut up, you, you Putin propagandist. And they're just like, oh, okay, all right, I guess I'm Ukrainian now. I guess we just have to destroy our lives for the sake of some Ukrainian uh, you know, narcissist as president. But of course, you know, he's talking about the sanctions and how important the sanctions are. Uh, but of course, the question arises, well, if you pu- impose all these sanctions and it's doing nothing to stop and hinder the war effort by Russia, what are you doing f- them for? It, it, this clearly is not working as a deterrence. But of course, President Biden is quick to remind us that this was never meant to be a deterrence. And if you think it was, you're a crazy person. Okay, let's go to clip number six. Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. But if you believe Putin has made up his mind, what leverage do you really have? Why not put those sanctions in place now? The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. (laughs) I mean, it's just... It's 1984. We're just in 1984. It's just two plus two equals five. We've always been at war with Eurasia. Uh, It's just, sure, we said the complete exact polar opposite two days ago, but now we're saying this thing, and we're also saying that not only is our our sanctions not about deterrence, what are sanctions about if not deterrence? It it literally makes no sense to put sanctions on if it's not in an effort to deter a military aggression. Like, what is he talking about? You think the media is this stupid? You think the fellow, his fellow politicians are this stupid? No, they're this evil. They're this corrupt. They are this in on the project, right? So, we never said sanctions. Were just, you guys keep saying that. You guys keep saying that sanctions are about deterring. We've never said that, cut to Kamala Harris. The only point of sanctions is for deterrence. And it's just like, if you feel crazy from all of this, don't. Don't. You shouldn't feel crazy. You shouldn't feel crazy just like... You wouldn't feel crazy if if your three-year-old kid is saying, no, I didn't eat the chocolate ice cream with chocolate ice cream all over his face. It's just like you know they're liars. Just laugh at them. If I had to describe with just one word the brainwashing, the mind control, the asleep prance that the general public is in, the best word would actually be the people are lost. It's like you're lost to sleep or lost in a bad nightmare or you're in a car wreck and get knocked out and you've lost your bearings because you are totally dizzy and confused. You have a concussion. And that's what the globalists have done. They have stunned us. They have put us into a position of not knowing our bearings. And then Klaus Schwab recently came out and gave a speech he called The Great New Narrative where he brags how the public is lost, how the culture and the media has been driven to make sure the people are all alone so they can now guide humanity over the edge of a cliff. That's what their great reset is. They need darkness to thrive. The light lives at Infowars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host... Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot uh, still to talk about here. Uh, 
let's go to, and we're going to go to your phone calls, of course, momentarily, but let's just finish up with these Biden videos. Uh, here's Biden bragging about his longevity in the uh, foreign policy realm. This is Biden uh, talking about, you know, just how, just how, just what an expert he is in foreign policy. Let's watch clip number four. No, that's not how I think of this. I've been dealing with foreign policy for longer than anybody that's involved in this process right now. Yeah, yeah, he's been involved in American foreign policy for the last 30 years. And if you think back over the last 30 years, you recognize that it's just been an unending litany of successes in American foreign policy from Iraq to Libya to Syria to Kosovo to Iraq again, to Afghanistan. You know, Joe Biden has been at the forefront of these things, and every one of them has made America stronger and safer and better and more prosperous, and it's all for our safety and our well-being. Of course, obviously, right? No, he's been at the front of foreign policy for the last 30 years, and it has been nothing but beneficial to him and his family. Oh, it's been very, very beneficial to him and the Heinzes and the Careys and the Clintons and all the people at the top. The Newlands, the Soroses, like they have made off like bandits. They have been using the power of America as if it's their own little piggy bank to enrich themselves and empower their allies in this corrupt cabal overseas for the last 30 years. Maybe what we're seeing here is the dismantling of that. Maybe Vladimir Putin's telling the truth when he says he's at war with the New World Order and then he's in war with this corrupt spider web of despicable people attempting to turn the entire world into their personal plantation. Maybe he's telling the truth. seems more and more like that every day. But of course, Biden had his old tried and true statement here, clip number five. He just, uh, he wanted to remind us once again that while we have to starve, while we have to suffer, While our country is collapsing at the foundations and the roof is falling in on itself and the division is worse than it's ever been under this unifying president and the crime rate is through the roof and we can't afford gas and and all this also, he wants to remind you that actually you're a Nazi. Let's watch. I wasn't going to run again, and I mean that sincerely. I had no intention of running for president again. And uh, until I saw... Those folks coming out of the fields in Virginia carrying torches and carrying Nazi banners and literally singing the same vile rhyme that they used in Germany in, in the early 20s or 30s, I should say. And, um, and then when the gentleman you mentioned was asked what he thought and a young woman was killed, a protester. And he asked, was asked what he thought. Uh, he said, there are very good people on both sides. And that's when I decided I wasn't going to be quiet any longer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was that. It was that. It, it totally wasn't his plan the entire time, right? We didn't, we didn't know that he was going to be running for months and months before he ever announced and long before that ever happened. Well, like, what is he even talking about? I saw the people coming out of the fields in Richmond. The, the fields in downtown Richmond? Is that what you're talking about? Coming out of the fields? Like, where, what is he imagining he saw that day? What does he think went on? And of course, irony on ironies is that 
Ukrainians actually have Nazi battalions like certified. They all have like the Nazi tattoos and like they're legitimate, like full fledged bloodline Nazis that he's advocating for in that speech. But of course, he had to run to stop the Nazis here. Who are you? Who's you? Who doesn't want your statues torn down? Doesn't want your culture crushed under the boot of some overweight teenager? You're the Nazi for not wanting your country destroyed, but the actual Nazis are the good guys that we have to suffer and die to protect and serve, okay? Just so you understand just how backwards and nonsensical all of this crap is. That's just unbelievable. Unbelievable that we've allowed ourselves to get to this place, and uh, I don't know what we're going to do to get out. But suffice it to say that the Ukrainians are unified altogether Millions and millions strong in their powerful opposition to Russia. In fact, in the city of Odessa, which appears to be the next target of Russia, Russia took over Mariupol, by the way. You won't see stories about that on the mainstream media. You'll see stories about how Ukraine destroyed a ship. Ooh, big deal, right? But, you know, Russia took over a very strategically important, really vital city yesterday. But you won't hear that because they want to portray it as if Russia is desperate and losing, which they're not. Uh, so just just know this. Uh, And so the next city that they'll probably be focusing on is Odessa, but there was a million-man march in Odessa in opposition to the uh, Russians yesterday. So let's take a look at the the powerful public spirit of resistance that the Ukrainians are evincing here. Uh, Clip number two, the March of Millions that was organized by the Ukrainian government in Odessa yesterday in opposition to potential Russian invasion. Uh, Let's let's watch the the stunning crowds that they were able to, uh, to summon. Look at that. Dozens. There's dozens of us, I tell you. Look at that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. It's about 40 people. It's about 40 people walking down the street. So, you know, it's clearly Ukrainians are, are terrified and, and we, we need to desperately help them uh, because they're all unified in opposition to, uh, to Russia. Yeah. Folks. There's no way they're going to let us stay on, on here that much longer. You see how thing, you see how crazy things are getting. You see the uh, censorship that's taking place to an even uh, greater degree now. YouTube is now removing CPAC content for violating election integrity policy. Uh, so, you know, if uh, if it's up to them, Infowars is not long for this world. The only way we can fight them back is if you go to InfowarsStore.com. And you got to go there now to get the new proprietary immune support formula. It is... Uh, a brand new product that will really help maximize your immune system. It's only $29.95. That's the introductory price at InfoWarsStore.com. You can start experiencing those benefits and supporting your natural system today by going to InfoWarsStore.com. And remember, your purchase of these products is a 360 win. You get super high-quality items, and you help launch InfoWars to the next level. And with that, let's go out to the phone calls. We have Lynn in Ohio. Uh, I want to talk about what we need to save this country. Thanks for calling in. Lynn, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Um, you know, um, in Second Peter, first off, uh, Harrison, you're a good friend, uh, and I'm so glad you're a Christian because we're going to be a friends for a long time. Thanks, Lynn. And in Second Peter, um, Chapter 3, verse 9, God says, I'm being patient. I'm long-suffering. You know, all you got to do is repent and do right. 
And if you do, I will not melt the world. I don't want to be melted. I don't want to be melted down with everything else in this world. You know, he offered it to the Hebrews with Moses, just rest in me. And they said, no, we want to be like everybody else. He says, well, you know, if you have kings, they're uh, going to tax you and work you, and they're going to send your children to war. They said, yeah, but we want to be like that. And he said, because of your unbelief, you couldn't believe that I'd take care of Mm. And these candidates, okay, I hear no call from them. You know, firm limits. Oh, we ran uh, uh, politicians on term limits before. Mm. You know, that's what we're going to enact. You know, usury tax. Oh, yes, we can put our whole tax thing on a credit card. I mean, on a, a, a note card, you know. Yeah. Uh, we need some redneck knowledge up there. That's exactly right. Just some, just some, some common sense, uh, and that's the thing. That's actually a great point. And that's a great uh, sort of segue into what I'll talk about next. Some, some redneck knowledge or some simple common sense. Uh, I'll show a video uh, that shows what what we're dealing with instead of common sense. It's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense. You got common sense, and then you got so-called scientific nonsense that just pledge everything thank you for the for the call lynn brilliant ladies and gentlemen i need your help i need your help keeping Infowars on the air and strong i need your help making sure that our mission continues on i was born for this you were born for this and people are really waking up right now but we had to build our own infrastructure because of the censorship and deplatforming that cost tens of millions of dollars. And now, with Bandot Video getting close to 10 million views a day, we're a platform for thousands of independent journalists and groups to be able to post their content free of charge. And because it's become so successful, it's a catch-22. InfoWars and Bandot Video have become a mothership promoting the pro-human liberty movement worldwide. But the expenses in bandwidth alone are millions of dollars a quarter, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So the biggest sale in InfoWars history is going right now. The mega emergency blowout sale up to 75% off, getting incredible products and keep InfoWars as strong as ever. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alec, I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Hey, I put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the American Journal. Yes, we are on the march against the just absolute insanity of the left. And it really is all of them. I mean, it only makes sense. All of this stuff only makes sense with a population just thoroughly demoralized and brainwashed. And anybody knows this if you you know, are, are, are a good reader of, of human character or whatever, things that are true are simple, right? I know I, know I bring it up all the time, but, it, but any sort of like, uh, it's because it's one of the only places that you see the, the real, it's like reality TV, like interrogation videos or just true crime videos where you're watching uh, a case get solved and you see the person eventually declared guilty, try to, try to explain what's going on. Like innocent people, it, this, the difference between honest people and dishonest people is like night and day, right? You ask an honest person, what were you do? Why did you go to Home Depot and buy these uh, products that day? And they're like, oh, it was a uh, weed in my garden. It's like very simple, right? It's just like, well, you know, what, what were you doing in this area? I was visiting my friend Jeff, right? Like real simple. It's just like not complicated. Ask somebody who's guilty. Ask somebody who's lying to you and it will be, oh, well, you know, uh, when, I fr- uh, when I first went, see, originally I was going to go to Lowe's, but then Lowe's was, uh, was closed at the time. So I ended up going to, to Home Depot and I wasn't, I wasn't going to get the, the axe, but then it was on sale. And so I decided to get the axe. That's not what I, I went there for. I originally went there for, for mulch. I know I didn't buy mulch, but, but I was going to go there for mulch. And then, I re- and then I realized I didn't have the right car to carry the mulch in. Uh, but I ended up walking around anyway. And I thought, you know, uh, I might as well shop around. I saw some deals. And so I wanted, and it's just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is it that complicated? Is it really that complicated? Or are you lying? Are you, are you full of crap, right? So the last caller mentioned like redneck wisdom or just common sense, right? Things aren't complicated. They're actually kind of simple 99% of the time. And the, the confusion comes with the obf- obfuscation, right? And you can see it with everything. You can see it with, with COVID, right? Now it looks like it came from that lab. Uh, no, actually, when you look at the, the way that it g- g- came about, and uh, actually, if we look at the, the lab, the reporting says that it, and it's just like, mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, oh, is it that complicated? Tell you what, how complicated is it to define man and woman? Is it complicated? Is this a, is this a difficult thing? That's man, that's a woman. Like, boop, done. We're done. <laughs> that's it, right? And of course, we know this. We've always known it. It's been a, a standard part of biological science and history for all of time. This is from Boston Mom on uh, Twitter. She says, just took the kids to the Museum of Science in Boston for the first time in ages, and look what we found. Notice any differences? How long until they take this down? And you see two human skeletons. On the left is male. On the right is female. And it explains the differences. It shows the differences in uh, hip structure, the differences in height, even the differences in uh, leg bones. You, you can notice are, are a little bit uh, different here. You see the way the uh, man's feet are kind of splayed while the women's feet are uh, straightforward. You know, there's a picture <laughs> that's gone around. I, I didn't pull it up, but it's like, it says that, you know, it's like, take a look at this. And isn't it interesting how the women's, fa- the women's feet all f- fa- uh, face forward and the man's feet are all splayed slightly out. And of course, there in the middle is Dick Levine, the transgender uh, uh, health, whatever, the health czar, the transgender, overweight, just disgusting looking health star and of course his feet are splayed right because he's a man and it's, it's just a biological fact and that's just how it is so it's obvious like, that these things are true and it only works 
to manipulate this and confuse this and obfuscate all of this if you just layer it in layer of layer of of rhetorical camouflage and highfalutin sounding scientific sounding nonsense right so ask any honest person ask any child what's the difference between a man and a woman they they can tell you right well a woman has female reproductive parts man has male reproductive parts man has uh, thicker bone structure usually a little bit taller uh, uh more dense muscle mass uh, they have uh, pectoral muscles uh, muscles instead of uh, breasts uh, for um, you know breastfeeding uh, usually their hip uh, women's hips are a little bit wider like there's just myriad different things but it's all very simple here's a man here's a woman <laughs> of course this i mean I love this should be like our meme of the day uh, from from Titanic says, sorry, sir, women and children first. Dad says, do I look like a biologist to you? Like none of this makes any sense, right? There's there's no confusion about who's a man and who's a woman. There really isn't unless you manufacture it and impose it on a very simple dichotomy. So let's go to clip number 14 here uh, because I can tell you what a what a man and a woman is. To me, a woman is uh, a female human being female human being three words right three words pretty easy to describe here is that undeniable scientific fact and reality filtered and distorted through the prism of leftist insanity let's watch so a lot of women on here i've seen define women as a social class tcr use they or she pronouns i've got a master's degree in gender and cultural studies and i'm going to weigh in on what it means to be a woman because i've studied the history of feminism and gender sex and sexuality quite extensively and i would like to weigh in so this content creator is endorsing the idea that woman is simply a synonym for adult human female which is a classic theory called biological essentialism which has been widely refuted and rebuked by almost everyone who studies gender and sex and sex so what is a woman then what's the answer some people say woman is a social class and others say that it's a biological term some people say it's an economic class some people say it's just a word some people say it's an idea made up by patriarchy some people say it's a social archetype some people say it's a position to hold in society some people say it's just a gender rule some people say it's just part of a gender binary we need to destroy the trouble with all of this is trying to find one single definition for what it means to be a woman when literally billions of people use the term to describe themselves woman is a beautifully semantically vacuous term we can project all our own meanings onto. <laughs> so it means nothing. So it means nothing then. It's a rhetorical fantasy that we can all project whatever we want onto. So let's stop using the word. Let's take it out of law entirely. Let's I mean it's just it's just absurd. I sh- I mean what am I even going to say here? It's just it's just absurd and and insane. That's all this is. It's not it's not complicated. Just a bunch of rhetorical nonsense obfuscating what is real. I mean, really? Really? Do we, do we, have, to, we have to listen to these people? We have to, we have to give them credence? We have to act like they know what they're talking about? And you can see, let's just bring up that, that woman again. Let's just, uh, just her image. I just want to see what she, what she looks like here. This, uh, I don't know. Maybe she's not a woman. I don't know. If if woman is a socioeconomic class, then I don't know. Like, you think this person loves herself? You think she's happy in her own skin? You think she feels fulfilled at the end of the day? You think she looks in the mirror and, uh, you know, is, is happy with what she sees? <laughs> yeah, do you think that's her parents' house? <laughs> you think she's accomplished and fulfilled? Or do you think she is just drowning in a, in a frenetic state? 
static uh, uh, explosion, a continual chain reaction explosion of just psychopathy. How many, how many antipsychotics do you think she's on? How many antidepressants do you think she's on? Do you think they're working? Think she eats well? Think she's got all of the vitamins and minerals that she needs? No, no. It's unfortunate, but uh, these people are just deeply unhappy, deeply confused, and they hate you for being happy and logical. It's, it's sad, really, but they have to want to wake up. You can't force them to wake up. Uh, nothing that uh, nothing that we can do can uh, can shake these people awake. Honestly, I, I you think you're going to sit down and talk to that woman and go, look, there's there's gender and 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 sure you can you can talk about like social expression things, but but none of that changes the reality, right? You like but social norms what what clothes they wear or how different genders are treated or how different sexes are treated like none of that actually matters when it comes to defining the biological reality it could be all different right men in saudi arabia wear dresses also you know keep their women in trash bags so you know none of that really affects the biological reality that's called biological essentialism like you get that right what she's describing is reality, but the word she uses is biological essentialism, okay? Just like saying the sky is blue is uh, you know, ocular determinism. What are you talking about? The sky is blue. Stop making things up. Stop obfuscating. Stop slathering the pure, honest truth in just layer and layer of uh, you know, uh, fetid, disgusting nonsense. I'll get into this uh, USA today article on the other side go back out to your phone calls remember go to infowarsstore.com to support us I, I i don't want to bash you over the head with this but you've probably noticed if you're a regular viewer on infowars you've noticed that the the tone has changed a little bit hasn't it it's getting more serious we're, we're getting close to the end if we can't fight back our enemies and we need your help to do it go to infowarsstore.com it's an emergency the eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. And one thing I like about God is that he doesn't change. <laughs> you know? One thing I like about Christianity is it's all sort of set in stone. And people like can have different interpretations. At the end of the day, 
The Bible is pretty much the same as it is as it was 2,000 years ago. Jesus' words are the words that he preached 2,000 years ago, and they're the same ones that we hear today. It's more confusing when your religion is science, and it's just completely arbitrary based on the political concerns of the people in power at that moment, right? Like, just just think about this for a minute. Or l- let me read this, and then we'll talk about the the just nonsense religion of science, science scientistism, redditism, whatever you want to call it. It's from Oilfield uh, Rando, or the, the story's from USA Today. Uh, the headline from USA Today is, Marsha Blackburn asked Kintanji Brown Jackson to define woman. Science says there's no simple answer. Yeah, unlike climate change, right? This is what I mean. It's like, according to, according to science, according to the god of science, when it comes to what a woman is, it's like, ah, we, gosh, we don't know. I mean, it could be one thing, could be another. Uh, we, we can't figure it out. That woman has a penis. That seems confusing, but it's true and it's right. So how do we quantify that? It's all confusing and, and sort of malleable and arbitrary what a woman is. When it comes to climate change, it's caused by CO2 gases. And if you doubt that, you're a climate change denier and you're a danger to our system and science will defeat you. It's just like, okay. So climate change, which actually has just a myriad of different causes and factors and contributing factors and delaying factors. And is it really – I mean is that really the, the sole and abiding point of uh, environmentalism is lowering carbon? Right? You, you don't want to you know, try to grow trees or prevent you know, pharmaceutical companies from spraying pesticides into your waterways. Like none of that matters. None of that is important. All of that's to the side, even though it's just a giant spectrum of causes and, and uh, contributing factors. That's, that has one answer. It has one singular decided answer. Science has decided that climate change has one cause and one solution. And if you dare even attempt to look into this or question our complete dedication to this one concept, then you are a science denier, sir. You're a climate change denier. But when it comes to what is a woman, oh, well, gosh, anybody could say. We just don't know. We just don't know. It's also confusing. USA Today says scientists, gender law scholars, and philosophers of biology – you want to talk about words not having meaning anymore. Philosophy is a Greek word meaning love of truth, right? Yeah, uh, philosophers of biology. They're not biologists. No, no. They're propagandists is what they are. They're misinformation artists. That's all they are. Scientists, gender, gender law scholars. Gender law scholars. Can you think of a more useless class of people? Can you think of a more expendable class of people than gender law scholars? <laughs> they're not even lawyers. They're not even involved in the actual day-to-day, you know, lawfare that goes on. They're scholars. So it's just like, how many of these do we have? How many do we need? I think we could do with one. You know, one might be nice, <laughs> right? They <laughs> come out the paper once a year about the effect of gender in law, and that, that'd be enough. That'd be more than enough, actually. Uh, but no, there's millions of them. There's tens of millions of <laughs> these people, and it's destroying us. Uh, said Jackson's response was commendable when she said she what's a woman i don't know i'm not a biologist what's a dog i don't know i'm not a vet 
though perhaps misleading. It's useful, they say, that Jackson suggested science could help answer Blackburn's question, but they note that a competent biologist would not be able to offer a definitive answer either. Scientists agree there's no sufficient way to clearly define what makes somebody a woman. And with billions of women on the planet, there is much variation. This is USA Today, right? This is like a, this is like a premier news outlet. Oh, no. We don't know what a human is. There's billions of them. We don't know. We don't know what makes them all human. There's so many of them. What are you talking about? Like, what are they talking about? It's just manufactured insanity being forced into us like a vaccine. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As the international community pushes us ever closer to nuclear annihilation in World War III to preserve their own corrupt establishment, as scientists and journalists and politicians gather together in their shadowy enclaves to convince us that nothing is real, everything is malleable, except for climate change and the vaccine, which is unquestionable, as is the election. There has never been a falsified election in the history of our country and even suggested as tantamount to treason, except, of course, for those four years where they wouldn't shut the hell up about it while Trump was in office. It's all very confusing because these people have no soul, right? They have no basis. They have no foundation. They have nothing that they're operating from as, a, as an absolute truth. They exist in a fantasy world of incorporeal nonsense that they – you know, f- uh, fragment together at any particular time to serve their particular interest of that moment. Uh, and then when it doesn't serve them anymore, they toss it aside and act like you're crazy for ever bringing it up. It's incredibly infuriating, but there we are. Let's go out to the phone calls. Cat in New Jersey is a trans woman uh, and wants to talk about a video of a trans woman tearing into Leah Thomas. Uh, I have not seen this video Cat, but uh, my, my crew was telling me about it. Uh, thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. I'm so happy to call in. I'm probably the only transsexual to actually call into the show. But correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think you are. I think, I think we've had others before, but uh, thanks for calling in. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, just want to say I love the show. I watch all the time. Love Alex. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, I just kind of want to bring this video out into the discourse Hopefully it goes viral. It's probably about two, three months old. Um, Corinna Khan, she's a transsexual. Um, she went to the Indiana state representatives um, to, I believe the bill is uh, House Bill 1041, which would ban transgender girls, biological men, of course, um, from uh, girl sports. So she spoke out against that. Um, and just recently, you can probably pull up some of the articles, uh, Governor Holcomb, he is going to, I believe he's a Republican, he's going to uh, vote to veto it, I believe. Mm. So that's a little bit interesting. Um, But just generally speaking, I just kind of wanted to talk because um, I feel that the rhetoric has gotten a bit heated, and rightfully so, because the trans agenda is totally insane. Um, What is a woman? What is a man? It's ridiculous. Like, But we've had transsexuals in society for God knows how long. I tend to believe in alternative history, so who knows how long that's been. But 
Yeah, she was pushing it on children um, and pushing it on the mentally ill, pushing yeah. it on or allowing pedophiles to use that loophole to enter these spaces. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's where my personal issue is. So from a self-preservation perspective, someone who's just a you know, normal person in society, just happens to be a transsexual, um, law-abiding person, um, there are a lot of us out here that are afraid to kind of speak like Corinna would or speak like I am now. Right. Because it's just so much easier just to go along with the, the liberal side of things because that's where you're comforted, that's where you're allowed to be in your safe space. Versus speaking out like a buck angel who's a female to male or a um, Blair White who's a male to female like myself. Um, I just feel like there can be some type of coexistence where this isn't an issue. And I think there has been coexistence for a period of time. But, of course, the media wants to cause a divisiveness and it's going to rise to a peak where, you know, someone's just going to see a training in the street and, you know, you know, clocker. (laughs) I don't want to be that no, I I think you're exactly right. I think I'm personally I think I'm I'm kind of a a good example of this, right? I I grew up in Houston, but you know I've lived in Austin for for 12 years or whatever, long before you know transgenderism was was so normalized or you know talked about in media all the time. And like I think most people in America are probably like me, where like if you were to be walking around and see somebody and go, huh, is that a man? Is that a woman? Is that a man? Like you can't really tell. You just go, well. They look like a woman. They're wearing a dress and their their fingernails are painted. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat them like a woman because I, I don't really know and I don't really care. I, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with me. But just in personal inter- interaction, I'll, I'll treat them however they present themselves, and I could care less. And then it's like th- this agenda, this this constant ag- aggression, this constant like claiming that you're crazy for just recognizing biological reality. It's pushing people to like be insane, to be absolutely just like what is going on here, and. I think you're right that, you know, at the end of the day, people like yourself who are just trying to be normal people but are, but are transgender uh, are, are going to be, like, hated by, uh, you know, people on our side who see you as, as part of this group that is act- actively trying to, like, destroy our country. And, uh, you know, I think the media has gone a long way in perpetuating that, and I, I wish more people, trans people, would speak up about this. And go, yeah, this is this is not normal. I think what you've said uh, this entire time makes makes perfect sense to me. Uh, so yeah, I I mean, what what do you think about the you know transgender in like in schools? Like, do you think you would have been helped as a as a young person? I don't know how old you are, but like when you were in elementary school, would it have been a good thing for you to be encouraged in your transgenderism, or was that just like a necessary part of your you know coming to to be who you are that you know, you had to struggle through, you know, being a little kid. Just what, what's your opinion on, on the way it's being treated in schools these days? Yeah, so I, I definitely don't agree. It should have been pushed on me, you know, for example, just specifically talking about myself in school. That would have been not okay. Anything pu- pu- uh, uh, excuse me, uh, pre-puberty, I don't think that's a good idea. And anything outside of you being an adult that can make your own conscience, conscious decision, um, that's where I'm at. Um, but it, it, it's gone to a point where in schools, it's just, it's just so pervasive where it's like, you can't escape it. And it's, you know, children are so impressionable. So it's, so let's just say there were three out of a thousand kids in, in, in a school that may have kind of felt a little bit gender divergent, may legitimately have this gender dysphoria and maybe need legitimate therapy to sort that out. And when they're an adult, they can, you know, go, go that route or 
say they're 16 and their parents sign off on it, you know, whatever. That's like three out of a thousand, right? Right. Now it's all those a thousand kids, you know, having these super liberal indoctrinating type teachers who are, you know, blue hair, red hair, pink hair, and they're pushing this on children. They're going, oh, well, that's the in-group. I don't want to be a part of the out-group. So the in-group, out-group dynamics are in play here. And that's the psychological pull here that I'm just not a part of and not cool. With. It's just not right. Yeah, no, I think I think you are exactly right. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's like it's like a it's like a breath of fresh air. Just like it's just common sense, right? These are children. They're impressionable. You don't want to be messing with them, especially to have them make life altering decisions before they're even able to understand the consequences of that action. I mean, it it really is sick. And I, I mean, I do feel bad that like. You know, when we argue against this, it gets conflated as attacking trans people, right? It's like if I, I really could care less. Honestly, I could care less about your 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 birth gender versus how you how you present yourself. It's not how I judge a person. It's not how I think about people. Like it just doesn't matter to me. Uh, but somehow it, it justifies all of this craziness and like like men in sports. It's just and you know, I, was, I tweeted it out yesterday. It's like we say. Hey, you know, men have a unfair advantage over women in sports. They should not compete together because it's unfair to the women. And then we get hit back with, oh, so you just hate trans people? And it's like, what the hell? And it's that, it's that confusion of the argument uh, that I think causes the division in the first place. And we're forced to take a position that we weren't holding in the first place, and, and it's all a bunch of nonsense. But I, I want to thank you for, for calling in, Kat. Uh, it was a, a refreshing call, I have to say. Uh, anything else before we let you go? No, that's it. Just put up the NPC meme. I support the current thing. Please put that up. That that should be the the end of this part. I support the current thing, whatever that happens to be, and however contrary that happens to be the thing I believed last week. Uh, thanks so much for the uh, for the call, Cat. That was uh, that was excellent. And hey, any other trans people listening right now, give us a call. Tell us what you think. Do you disagree with Cat? Let us know. Do you agree? We'd love to hear it. Give us a call one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Thank you again to Cat in New Jersey for that call. We'll be back on the other side with more of your phone calls, more absolute nonsense. This time from the ADL, you'll not believe the excuses that they make for actual literal Nazis in Ukraine. No, you'll believe it because you know, because you know this is what they do. Okay, so stay with us. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. The answer to 1984 is 1776. InfoWars has been banned. 
Arrested. Attacked and threatened. Because we are effective. The Great Awakening is here. Go to band.video. Download the videos and share. Support the information war at InfoWarStore.com. And never give up the fight. InfoWars.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. is um, trying to maintain moral standards, trying to stick to just unbiased readings of situations. It's hard because it's sort of a losing option at this point, right? Of course, think back to 2020 into 2021 and January 6th, and you think, man, if you could go back in time would it not have been beneficial for us to just abandon our actual you know, moral imperative and just go, hey, anybody involved in Black Lives Matter, even the peaceful protesters, are criminals and should be hunted down by the FBI? Because that was never our position, right? All through 2020, you had mobs of gangs burning buildings, shooting people in the head, uh, you know, bashing little old ladies over the head with, uh, with wood blocks. And the whole time, we're just like – just. Stop the violence. For the love of God, you've got to do something to prevent these people from just carrying out wanton acts of violence with no repercussion. You've got to stop them burning buildings. You've got to stop them from turning a peaceful protest into a mindless riot day after day, continually, costing billions of dollars. Cost, I mean, just horrific stuff, right? And the whole time, we're just like, what the hell is going on here? And of course, you know, they would say like, it's a peaceful, it's just a peaceful protest. And we're like, no, if it's a peaceful protest, we're fine with it. We don't care. But like now, don't you understand that like, that's not the way they think, right? Because they see what happened in January, uh, you know, and, and all through 2020. And they're just like, this is great. This is wonderful. All peaceful protests. Then they see January 6th, where you see a couple people wandering through the crap, uh, the, the Capitol for a couple minutes and they're just like get them just they're terrorists deny them health care put them in a cell for a year like so i don't know it's just like how do we maintain our morality and what makes this country actually worth fighting for when the other side can so flagrantly and continuously attack those things ignore those things and and just flip their morality you know on a dime without without even the slightest cognitive dissonance it really is 1984 it really is shocking uh because let's go to clip number one here and uh it's the first time i've ever seen anything like this on our side we've seen it many many times on the other side and we're always against it then let's go now to uh this video of preschoolers being trained to hate the president let's watch Schoolers were learning about President's Day, and one of the teachers sent this video to all the parents. Who's our president? What do we want to do with him? What? We want I just was in shock. I mean, I had to watch it 
multiple times to realize, is this really happening? It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Like, I'm against that. I, I think that's weird, right? Take preschoolers who don't know what the hell's going on and train them to chant your political slogans. Like, that's weird. It's wrong. It's violating, you know, these kids' innocence in childhood. Like, they, they don't understand. I mean, I went, I went through this. My, my family was extremely anti-Bill Clinton when I was coming up, right? Clinton was the president for the first, you know, eight years of my life or whatever. And uh, I, I remember being shocked when I realized for the first time that people actually liked Bill Clinton. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought everybody hated everybody. I know hated, hated the guy. I thought everybody in the world hated it. And so it's like, you know, that's the perception of their reality. You're manipulating it. You're taking advantage of it. You're enlisting children to carry out your political move. Like that's weird and wrong. I'm like, am I, am I being stupid here? Because the left loves the, doing this type of stuff. They love it. But, of course, ask the left now. Show them that video, and they'll be horrified by what's going on. Show them a video of a, of a young child saying F Trump and, like, giving them the finger, and they're like, oh, my God, that's so cute. That's so cool. That's awesome that you did that. And it's like you recognize it, it dawns on you that they have, no, they have no actual morals. So all of their moral grandstanding, all of their, you know – very emotional appeals to what is right and good in the world. It means absolutely nothing. These people are as baseless as they are insane. Uh, why not? Let's just go to clip number eight here. It's Chuck Schumer in 2018, and he is infuriated that gas has reached $3.89. This is a moral stand he's taking. President Trump can take action today to help alleviate the pain at the pump for Americans. It's time for this president to stand up to OPEC on behalf of the forgotten man and woman he promised to remember. He's pallying around with the Saudis and UAE and all these other oil-rich countries. Why doesn't he ask them to lower their prices so that the prices at the pump can be lower? We haven't heard a peep from him on this subject. It's time for the president to buck his oil executive buddies who cash in when oil prices are high and stand up for working Americans. And remember, this is the same president who tweeted multiple times that President Obama was to blame for rising gas prices. So what is he going to do now that he's in charge? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. At least so far. Unfortunately, President Trump and his administration are clearly committed to helping pad the pocket. All right, that's enough of that guy. Uh, but again, you get it, right? Ask Chuck Schumer now about gas prices, and he'll just be like, it's a price we have to pay to keep globalism around the world, right? With his glasses down, his creepy pedophile vampire stare. Like, they, they, you know, it's just like, just, I guess just stop listening to them. Just stop giving them credence. Stop being a sucker right stop being gullible to this emotional manipulation that they're trying to impose on you it it's meaningless it's liberal though it is thank you Alex. yes it is you're absolutely right but that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to leftist um cognitive dissonance we just showed president joe biden uh claiming that he he ran for presidency because of the vile nazis in Charlottesville while he was in Europe trying to get NATO to support the actual Nazi battalions in Ukraine. 
Now, ADL spoke up about this. This is from their website. It's from the frequently asked questions area. The question is, so you wouldn't term as Nazis even those who march with the red and black flag? Talking about the uh, you know, legitimate Nazi battalions in Ukraine. And ADL replies, there are no neo-Nazis in Ukraine, or there are neo-Nazis in Ukraine, just as there are in the U.S. and in Russia for that matter. But they are a very marginal, marginal group with no political influence and who don't attack Jews or Jewish institutions in Ukraine. Putin propaganda is so far from the truth that it doesn't survive first contact with even a little knowledge. And, of course, second city bureaucrat on Twitter uh, says, you know, these people that they're talking about were the central military for, force in Mariupol and were on the human rights watch list for crucifying and burning someone alive, executing a pregnant woman, raping a mental invalid the adl is a illegitimate organization i mean how crazy is this you have a group that are openly neo-nazi a violent militia that crucifies people burns people alive executes a pregnant woman and rapes mental invalid and the adl is very careful to be very tepid in their discussion about this well they're just a marginal group that doesn't actually have a big so let's not really go out of hand and then it's like Infowars talks about George Soros using, you know, mainstream media articles from the New York Times, and we're Nazis. We're Nazis, and we must be destroyed. And all all cannons on full blast, right? Just destroy Infowars. They're Nazis. They're Nazis. Oh, what about the guys crucifying pregnant women? No, let's hey, let's calm down here. You're gonna listen to these people. You're gonna take moral superiority from these people. Just stop being a sucker. Stop being gullible. Screw on, these man. people. Ladies and gentlemen, I need your help. I need your help keeping InfoWars on the air and strong. I need your help making sure that our mission continues on. I was born for this. You were born for this. And people are really waking up right now. But we had to build our own infrastructure because of the censorship and deplatforming that cost tens of millions of dollars. And now, with Bandot Video getting close to 10 million views a day, we're a platform for thousands of independent journalists and groups to be able to post their content free of charge. And because it's become so successful, it's a catch-22. InfoWars and Bandot Video have become a mothership promoting the pro-human liberty movement worldwide. But the expenses in bandwidth alone are millions of dollars a quarter, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So the biggest sale in InfoWars history is going right now, the mega emergency blowout sale, up to 75% off, get incredible products, and keep InfoWars as strong as ever. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. For years, InfoWars has been under concerted attack by the mainstream media and their compatriots in the political and big tech spheres. We have made it this far thanks to your generous support. We may be getting to the end of our rope here. And it may be your last chance to go to InfoWars store. Maybe your last chance to get some of the great T-shirts and hats and things that are now a wonderful way to express in public your opposition to the current satanic ruling class and their anti-human agenda. And may in the future be wonderful collector items, uh, collector items of a of a time when America was able to stand a dissident media outlet and a time when you had one. One powerful outlet that 
went against the grain and told the truth regardless of the names that they call us. That could very well be going away. So if, you have, if you've ever wanted to own a, an InfoWars t-shirt or hat or sticker, if you want to put it, all, put it away in a safe and wait 50 years and sell it on eBay to some collector for tens of millions of dollars, like now's your time. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. And hey, if enough of you go there, maybe we can maybe we can keep this going a little bit longer. Maybe we can not just make it through this attack, but come out bigger and stronger on the other side. It's entirely up to you and whether you support us or not. A lot of people watch I know because I <laughs> I was one of you once. I, like you, watched InfoWars constantly, day in and day out. I would tune in. I would love the the hijinks that Alex Jones and Owen Schroyer would get up to as I watched from the comfort of my home. And once in a while, I'd go to InfoWars store, and I'd think, ah, I could probably use that. That looks pretty cool. I should probably get some storable food just in case. And, man, that T-shirt is really pretty awesome. I'd like to get that. And I'd put, maybe I'd put things in a cart, and I, I would just never check out. Like I think once I, I bought a T-shirt from InfoWars. And um, so I know, I know a lot of people listening to me right now as they hear this uh, enjoy our content and help spread our content and you know, keep us in their, in their thoughts and prayers and you know, talk about us with their friends and neighbors. And, and we love that and we appreciate that, and that's absolutely necessary in prosecuting this information war. But really now, now is the time to, if you never have before, make a donation or purchase a product or get a T-shirt, get a supplement. Now is the time to do it. This is, a, this is an emergency warning. This is the siren sounding. This is the clarion call calling you to action and asking you if you've never done it before, if you've done it many times before, help support us and help us to keep this ship afloat and help us keep the intellectual cannons aimed firmly at the enemies. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Credible supplements, all natural products, the highest possible quality. If you trust our information, you should absolutely trust our supplements. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. And help us to continue into the future, InfoWarsStore.com. Let's go now out to the phone lines. Tim in California has called in about some sort of uh, – I'm not sure what you're suggesting here. Uh, thanks for calling in, Tim. You're on the air. Good morning, Harrison. Good morning. Um, this is an article I saw in on uh, TheVerge.com from March 17th. It says, artificial intelligence has suggested 40,000 new – possible chemical weapons in just six hours. Oh, wonderful. Now, it's this uh, Fabio Urbina, who's a senior scientist at Collaborations Pharmaceuticals. Uh, He got an invite to talk about how machine learning could be misused in their space. And this is at the Convergence Conference by the Swiss Federal Institute for Nuclear, Biological, and Chemical Protection at the Spies Laboratory. Hmm. Anyways... You know, you you decide that we're going to seek out instead of uh, weed out toxicity. I don't think this is this guy's game, but he, you know, he was tasked with this and then tasked the computer to do it. And turns out this stuff that it comes up with is actually similar to or worse than VX. VX. So you've got these tens of thousands of compounds that are created, and they're saying many of them are as bad or worse than VX. It only took six hours to do this. I'm just thinking, you know, VX is the worst there is on Earth that I know of. I mean, it's probably worse, but you get the idea. 
just some guy clowning around to impress his friends at a conference is able to convince artificial intelligence to go ahead and just do this so he can prove to him, yeah, it could be evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But he was surprised. That was part of the article is they were shocked and surprised at just how easy it was to do. And obviously, this is something we want to avoid. And and you're thinking, you know, probably there's at least some people that have already thought of this and done this before. You think? Right, right. Well, and, and you know that what what you're identifying is sort of um i guess where we're lacking where our side is lacking because that's this this type of stuff is what the world economic forum is obsessed with that's what you know uh, Yuval Noah Harari Harari the the high priest of the world economic forum like this is his whole thing right is they project into the future potential uses of technology and since they're in control of the institutions and the academics and the industry uh they want to figure out how to use this technology and, and allow it to continue down this path in a way that benefits them when what we need to be doing is projecting down the line, you know, taking what we know and projecting it into the future and going, this is where it's going. We need to be making laws to stop it from going that direction. See, we're both doing it, right? Both sides are projecting into the future. We see it as a horrific development that we need to come together and all decide that like altering human DNA – uh, especially like in embryos and un- unborn children is is horrific and wrong. It's a violation of natural law and God's law and everything in between. And, you know, that AI needs to be heavily regulated and, and controlled and used for the benefit of humanity, not the destruction. And meanwhile, on the other side, they're seeing all of the destruction and all of the manipulation that is becoming possible as useful tools to progress their own agenda, which is anti-human and is a death cult at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised, but, you know, one of the first stories this year on January 1st was like, you should probably let AI make your New Year's resolutions for you. It's just like, that's where they're going with this, right? They're trying to lull people into a state where we will willingly give over our own consciousness to AI, uh, when in reality what we need to be doing is the exact opposite and putting in place whatever measures necessary to prevent this AI takeover. We've all seen the Matrix, right? We've all seen Terminator. These things are not uh, speculative. It's really just a projection uh, of what happened to humans with God, <laughs> right? You know what that is, right? Like human beings, and a lot, like the the evil human beings, what they believe is that God basically created humans, and then we. And then we killed God. Like we, we took him over. Like they think that God created humans that are smarter than God, right? They think they're smarter than God. They think God serves them. Uh, and isn't that just exactly what we fear about AI, right? That we're going to create an AI system that then becomes more powerful and creative than us and turns against us in the same way that they've turned against God. They see themselves as God. Uh, in reality, we should serve God just as AI should serve us, not the other way around. And, uh, it's all backwards in their mind. Let's go now to uh, – thanks for that call, Tim. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, another dangerous plot point in our downward spiral. Let's go to uh, Foo in Michigan. Thanks for calling in. Foo, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to talk about uh, the um, obesity issue in PFAS, which is uh, a perfluoral alcohol substance. Yep. Okay, so anyways, I, I've been researching this, and um, 
it says here that the PFAS in the water um, has been causing hypertension, obesity, diabetes, uh, various issues. And this has been going on for like 70 years. Uh, the primary the companies are like DuPont and 3M. And um, they had to pay out, I believe it was $850 million to Minnesota in 2018. So this has been going on for a long time, causing an ob- obesity issue in the United States. And then mm. also, I believe... Ch- chump chump change fight- for them. St- stay, on the, stay on the line, food. We'll hold you over to the other side. Uh, we can get more into this because it's actually a headline from today that goes right along with uh, what you're saying. You can get water filters at InfoWarsStore.com, right? Everybody knows that? Water filters are kind of necessary these days. It's Brand time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWarsStore.com is offering the biggest sales in its over 20-year history. And that is because the economy is breaking down, inflation is exploding, the supply chains have broken down, and InfoWars is having serious trouble making its payroll and paying for operations. And I do not want to implode or downsize in the face of the globalists making their main move. InfoWars, it's paradoxical, is more popular than ever. It is reaching more people than ever despite the censorship. But because of cost increasing and having to run our own infrastructure and pay for our own bandwidth and everything else, we are running out of money. So listen, up to 75% off at InfoWarsStore.com on things like amazing Patriot t-shirts that help spread the word and fund the operation, on supplements, on books, on films. Everything is 25 to 75% off right now. The biggest sale in our history at InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Fu in Michigan has called in about PFAs, the cancer-causing chemicals in nonstick cookware. It can also be found in your drinking water and the myriad of physical and mental problems that they can cause in people who ingest them. And, uh, of course, you were mentioning that you know one of these companies got sued about this and uh, were forced to pay a, a sizable fine, which, of course, to them is a drop in the bucket and, and they don't suffer at all and they just – off put the cost of that decision onto uh, the consumers down the line. And it's the same sort of tactic that they take, whether they're crashing the economy or uh, killing hundreds of thousands of people with pharmaceutical drugs and opioids, uh, or, or you know Wells Fargo uh, doing you know fake bank accounts and uh, ruining people's credit 
uh, on behalf of their you know, management authorities uh, instructing their employees to uh, take shortcuts and do things illegally. And then it's like they make $100 million from these schemes and then uh, the government gets involved and gives them a fine of $1 million. And they're like, so this was, a, this was $99 million actually that they made from this and uh, why wouldn't they do this again? Sort of a you – know, you see all these patterns evolving, right? And one of the primary ones is that people that commit crimes don't get punished. And so they're emboldened and they commit even worse crimes. Everything gets worse and those don't get punished. And it's sort of a downward spiral feedback loop of total catastrophe. So uh, please continue, Fu. We got cut off by the commercial break there, but uh, you were on the air about the uh, PFAs. Yes. Um, it's also in Scotchgard uh, uh, products products made with that. But uh, anyways, my my issue is is that the payouts didn't start till 2018, 19. And uh, these companies that are doing these massive payouts, I'm wondering, uh, they finally made a settlement. Well, were they receiving any COVID money? Because if they were receiving money for making masks and different things, they finally made a settlement, paid out. And then all of a sudden, you know, if they were receiving money off COVID, which a lot of the issues with COVID were caused... uh, by uh, obesity, you know, issues and endocrine issues of so people getting sick that had diabetes, you know, um, somebody needs to research whether or not these people received any COVID money. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's primarily like Michigan, Minnesota, New York, uh, San Diego, I believe, is on the map for PFAS. And this is an issue, uh, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan um, champion this issue coming out the gate when she, as soon as she started and then has not said anything else about it. Um, so the Democrats are really going after this issue and yet, you know, how involved with these companies are they? Yeah. And how much money got, if, if did these people receive money for making masks and that sort of thing, right when they decide to pay out on these settlements. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I, I would uh, not be surprised if it was our tax dollars that were funneled into these companies to then pay for the fines uh, that they accrue, which, of course, again, they don't come from the executives who make these decisions. They still get their millions, you know, tens of millions of dollars in bonuses every year uh, for, for you know, poisoning us to death. Like that, that just keeps happening. And just like with, you know, companies that employ illegal immigrants or companies that have purposefully and knowingly spread Oxycontin to Appalachia and killed hundreds of thousands of people. The problem would be solved, completely solved, if you just threw a couple of these guys in prison for life. Problem over, man. I, I mean, seriously, you don't think these, you know, the people, the executives at the top, they do this stuff because they think they're going to get away with it and they know they're going to get away with it. And they know that even if they don't get away with it, it's you that's going to pay, not them. It's, your, it's their customers or their stakeholders that are going to be the ones who are you know, carrying the the fines for this, it's not going to be them. So once they learn it will be them, right, it's the Sacklers. Just throw the Sacklers in prison. Just, I mean, the law is there. Or like illegal immigrants. If you find, you know, that, that whatever, Tyson Food or some, some big food corporation is employing tens of thousands of illegal immigrants, you, you just arrest the CEO. You go, this is your watch. The buck stops with you. You're making $100 million a year for being the head of this company. Well, you got you to pay the price for your illegal activities now. You know what will happen? Every other CEO in the country, 
makes that call to their underlings and they go, hey, if we're doing something wrong, you better clean it up right now. I'm not going to jail. I will not, I will not suffer for this. If we, you, you better check the, the you know, legality of every employee and you send this down the line. I mean, they will do it. And we don't need the government to go in and you know, check papers. Just, just throw a CEO in jail. That's what China does, right? China, if you're a billionaire or a millionaire and you, you do something to, you know, where your company screws over the little people, they take all your stuff, throw you in prison. I mean, they don't do it arbitrarily. They don't do it, you know, and, and you know, if you, if you talk to socialists, it's just like jail all the billionaires. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if they're caught committing crimes, if a company is caught systematically violating the rights of the American people, throw like the top 10 people of that company into prison for the rest of their lives, make them miserable. And if it's bad enough, like, I don't know, creating the worst crisis in the history of america with the oxycontin um opioid epidemic maybe execute them i don't know i don't know i don't know what's the punishment for causing a hundred thousand deaths should be pretty bad right you kill one person you might get the chair what happens when you use your company to systematically destroy an entire culture and uh hundreds of thousands of people i'll tell you what happens you make billions of dollars and you flee to Israel. <laughs> That's what the Sacklers do. So we should stop that. We should prevent that. We should throw these people in prison and the problem would solve itself. In the same way, the criminals on the ground, if they knew that they were going to spend the rest of their life in prison for doing some of the things they do, well, they wouldn't do it, would they? But what they know now is that they'll get away with it no matter what. And even if they get caught, there will be uh, some sort of billionaire fund to bail them out. And that's another thing, right? The, the bail fund crap right we have bail for a reason it's supposed to be that you are putting something up to guarantee that you're not going to go flying off the handle because you've got something at stake you've got families and friends that are depending on you to do the right thing and so you have to do the right thing when it's some billionaire paying your bail for you and then you go out and kill somebody as happens over and over and over again right some guy murders his girlfriend gets caught thrown into prison some you know minnesota bail foundation comes and bails them out of prison they go out and they kill somebody else the people that bailed him out are contributors to his crime. They should be held accountable. They should be charged with accessory to murder. And then they'd be a lot more careful about who they give money to and who they bail out of prison. I mean these problems are all just incredibly simple to solve. And so the obvious conclusion is the people in charge don't want to solve them. Let's go now to uh, Clown Car in New York City. Thank you so much for calling in Clown Car. Sorry, we haven't been able to get to you the last couple of days, so uh, I made sure to get to you today. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, Harrison. How you been, brother? You know, I, I've been thinking about this Ukrainian thing. And what if they do beat Russia? Does that mean they take over the whole world then? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. And could Klaus Schwab be uh, Hunter Biden and drag? Hmm. I don't understand, but maybe. I mean, through the... What are we doing? We're doing the transhuman thing, right? And then we're doing the actual. Are we doing the lizard thing yet, where people trans shapeshift into lizards? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the trajectory we're on is uh, transgender to transhuman to transdimensional, possibly to trans species. But I could have that order flipped around. Yeah, that's the path. That's the path that we're on. Yeah. I'm working on trying to do like the clown tranny thing, just to be like you know full time clown instead of on makeup every day. I'm like, <laughs> Trying to get that red nose implanted into my nose. <laughs> trying to get the government but, uh, to pay for your your, your trans clown surgery. You know, 
seriously, though, Harrison, I, I got to say, throughout all of this, you know, I, I, I felt really alone. And like I said, before I met you guys, I was um, super emotional every time I ever brought up uh, what happened in my past, you know. And I, I just got to say, it probably took meeting you guys and really starting to see everything as full as it is. Like, uh, you know, you think the world's not what it is, appears to be. And, you know, you, you know people your whole life were starting to not be the people you thought they were just because of the brain thought patterns they're going under. You're like, this is not common sense. This is like, like you see your family and your friends, they're under a spell and it's not fair because they're not intelligent enough. And, and I really think this is the calling to get rid of the stupid people on this earth. Not to say that the smartest of doctors who listen to their friends, who trusted in all this, you got fooled. And if you got that easily fooled, I've got a three-carb Monty to pull on you, too. i got right. a fridge in Brooklyn to sell you, and i tell you what else. I know two things. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel, okay? And I know that carbon dioxide builds up under a mask so deadly that it can kill a child. You know, they're telling that, oh, we should keep the children masked under six. But you know, what it doesn't say is on the CDC website, on the holiday recommendations this year, they posted the very last thing. Do not put masks on children two and under may cause asphyxiation. We're the only we're the only country that masks little kids. You're exactly right. Uh, stay on the line, Con Carl. I want to go to you uh, in the first hour or the next hour. Right? The COVID nineteen face diaper is a symbol of subservience, a symbol of slavery, a symbol of the chains that the medical tyranny combine, controlled by the global private corporations, has put in place. It is the symbol of the permanent emergency from which we will never emerge. It is the symbol that we are diseased and evil and bad and must cover our diseased criminal faces from the light of the sun. It is the symbol of our complete and total, absolute surrender to evil. Ladies and gentlemen, we are crossing the Rubicon now. The entire future destiny of humanity is upon us. Klaus Schwab and the UN admit they're coming out with implantable microchips as part of the world ID and carbon taxes. Things only get worse from here if we submit. They only get better if we resist and say no. Non-compliance, non-compliance, non-compliance.